0: Hi, welcome to Under the Wisteria Tree. My name is Tony Maselli and I'm the creator, editor, author, and narrator of the content you'll find here. I'm very happy to announce my new book, The Story of Margot, is now available. It is the second book in the Raw Universe series. I've worked hard on it and honestly, I'm just so excited to share it with the world. Today, I'm going to read an excerpt for you of a short chapter from the story of Margot named Inside the Throne Room. I hope you'll enjoy listening to this chapter as much as I enjoyed writing it and reading it out for you. In the distance, Sylvia saw a crumbling porcullis open and waiting for her just as it had been in Queen Nerissa's mind. She swam closer to it, feeling a pull to the palace that was not entirely her own. Queen Nerissa's wants and needs spilled into her own, creating the desire to enter the palace and remove the pearl without waiting another moment. The desire was so strong it was undeniable. She licked her lips, staring at the open pathway beyond the portcullis with hungry eyes. She hadn't even realized that she was this close to the underwater palace. She must have landed in the gardens she had seen in Queen Nurse's mind, but they were so overgrown over the years with seaweed, they just looked different now. She looked around, seeing the crumpled remains of balconies and other structures poking out of the seaweed field she had escaped. She heard a cry in the distance that could only have been the selkie— She tried to look around for her, but was so drawn to the porcullis, she kept finding her eyes back on it. Slowly at first, and then with more speed, she swam toward the raised porcullis, the pearl on her mind. She slowed as she entered the pathway beyond. She felt a pulse run through the water as she entered, so gentle she could have imagined it. It was amazing how much the inside of the palace hadn't changed compared to the rest of the lake. Everything was just as it had been inside Queen Nurse's mind, except with the oily black coating of the curse. It was splattered and dripping down the walls and door frames and pooling on the stone floors in thick puddles. The sconces filled with the strange blue light were still here lighting her way inside the palace. She was in the same long corridor lined with doors she had seen in Queen Nerissa's mind. She knew the way. Straight down the hall she swam, ignoring all other doors but the massive ones of petrified wood at the end, which she knew led to the throne room. She found the corridor unsettling and eerily quiet as she swam toward the doors of petrified wood. Thick black blotches of the curse floated in the water all around her, becoming more common as she swam closer to the throne room. A moment later, the doors of petrified wood loomed before her, coated and blistering in the black residue of the curse that was all around her. She reached out a hand, the doors swinging open at her touch. She again felt a pulse run through the water as the doors opened, stronger and undeniable this time. The throne room structure was similar to how she had seen it in Queen Nurse's mind, but the contents were completely different. The circular room was still lined with sconces, but in their blue glow was not the piles of fabulous treasure Sylvia had remembered. An inky black puddle of the curse's residue filled the entire throne room, only a few coated pieces of treasure poking out here and there. Queen Nerissa's throne was still there, her black coated and dripping skeleton still propped up in it as if she were alive. Sylvia's eyes fell on the chest in the center of the room. The lid was wide open and on a curiously clean velvet cushion lay the most beautiful, beautiful perfect pearl sylvia had ever seen being forewarned about it did not adequately prepare her for seeing it in person the pearl seemed to reflect light that did not exist giving off an ethereal glow in the dim murky room it was too precious to be of this world and sylvia was reminded suddenly of the only other thing she had seen that was so perfect the panacea flower Was this pearl of the same world that flower came from, or another? Before she had time to ponder this further, a stirring in the room caught her attention. Several forms emerged slowly from the inky depths of the puddle in the center of the throne room where they had been lying dormant. Had they been waiting for her? They were mostly murmish, with a seal or two mixed in their ranks, though it was hard to tell with how blackened and twisted their cursed bodies had become. Stay back, Sylvia said, having trouble prying her eyes off the pearl to look at the creatures who had appeared to defend it. I don't want to hurt any of you. I want to free you. Her words had no visible effect on the blackened, dripping creatures. She wasn't sure they could hear her or even understand her words. Was it true what the Selkie said? Were they really dead? They were not advancing on her, but they were not retreating either. Her eyes found the pearl again. It felt as though it was calling to her. She hadn't debated what she would do once she removed the pearl from the black lake. When it emerged from the water, would it really reverse the curse, as Queen Nerissa claimed? How did they know it would work that way? How could anyone know how a strange object, potentially from another world, would behave? Could the pearl infect the forests of the Raw with the curse? Could it pose a danger to the citizens of Homicet and the creatures and bonded humans who lived in the forests beyond? These worries swirled around in her mind like a tempest at war with the gnawing desire to pick up and hold the pearl. She floated there at a standstill for an unclear amount of time as the two sides of her mind battled each other. All the while the creatures did not move, simply floating and staring at her with their rotten eyes as if waiting to see what conclusion she came to. Sylvia felt the pulse run through the water again which pulled her from her thoughts. Her eyes fell on the pearl. Was it pulsatile? She drifted closer to it extending out a hand momentarily forgetting about the creatures surrounding her. What are you? Sylvia whispered laying a hand down on the pearl to touch it. The end. I hope you enjoyed that short chapter reading. This was a scene that I envisioned in my head for so long before I even published the first book in the series. So it was so satisfying to write it out and get it out of my head. Writing and publishing this second book has been a roller coaster, and I'm so thankful for the support from my friends and family. Writing is something that I've always done and has always been so important to me. It's just the way my brain works in the background during the day and night. I'm always thinking about what comes next in one story or another. It's so wonderful and satisfying to get my thoughts out and watch my characters grow and develop in new ways and reach their full potential. Since I've started writing and doing my podcast, uh, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and ask how to get started. And the only advice I can give is just do it. It might suck at first and it might not be good, but nobody demands perfection from you. It's okay if your first book isn't that good or if your first podcast isn't that good. None of that matters. All that matters is you're doing something you enjoy and that's true to yourself. I can't even express how good all of this has been for me. So I guess that's all I have to say about that. Just do it. Like, who cares? You can just write a book or you can just write a story or you can just even pick up your phone and record your thoughts. There's, you can do anything. I mean, there's no one policing it. That's all I really have to say. So stay tuned for more content and thank you for listening.